everyone. This is the IBC Amina podcast. It's been a while, but it's 2020 New Year. So we thought we'd kick it off with a bang and talk about one of the biggest issues of the moment. And we have um, a lady many of you will know, uh, Claudia Vaccaroni. She is the head of diversity programs for members at the European Broadcasting Union. And she's a person that many of you will know because she's a longtime IBC volunteer and leader. Claudia, I, I'm not going to introduce you because, first of all, we know you, but I also wanted to hand over to you to introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. Hello, Alex, and thank you very much for having me on the Amina podcast. It's a pleasure. I'm uh, uh, honored to be uh, uh, you know, featured here after having listened to so many other wonderful editions, previous editions with uh, some of the IBC members leading in this space. Um, I'm a longtime IBC volunteer, and I've had the opportunity and pleasure to lead as well uh, as a past president of IBC France and as a member of the Amina board and the International Executive Board You know, between 2014 and 2016, and um, professionally, I'm a long-time uh, long-time marketeer and communicator in uh, broadcasting and satellite. And I just recently joined the European Broadcasting Union in 2018, um, and having had lots of fun steering a strategic gender equality program for public service media. And that's what we are here to talk about because you put that out um, the end of last year, and I know you've had a lot of responses in. Can you? Before we jump in, can you give us a glimpse as to what this is all about and what you wanted to try and achieve? Sure. So, um, first of all, the, uh, for those that do not know, the EBU is the European Broadcasting Union, is the largest alliance of public service broadcasters in Europe and beyond. And uh, this year, under the sponsorship of our president, Tony Hall, um, we have really stepped up the commitment to increase and support gender equality in media. So, we worked all here with a steering group and we uh, explored and researched all the best practices that are just, uh, that are already in place among our members. After all, public service media um, already employs the highest proportion of female staff. It's 45% of the staff are women among uh, PSM, and that uh, you know, is the equivalent of 110,000 women within Europe. And they also have the highest percentage of female leaders. 25% of our members uh, are led actually by a woman director general. However, we're still not a party. So we've researched the best strategies and tactics that really create um, equality and that change mentality. And we just published a report with guidelines called All Things Being Equal, which featured exactly, you know, what I said, you know, guidelines um, from public service media, but really pertinent to any organization. Now, I've read the report. It's a brilliant report, very much to the point. Um, a great read. It doesn't sort of waffle on. It helps people understand what is, uh, what can be done in terms of gender equality and, and why. Now, in your own words, why does gender equality matter, especially for the media industry? There's a, there's a whole chapter dedicated to that because we really felt we really needed to make the case, you know, and uh, um, we do now, you know, we do uh, now have a lot of evidence from, from research, um, you know, in all sorts of domains uh, that, you know, the arguments for gender equality are many, you know, from stronger or more profitable performance uh, of mixed leadership teams to increase innovation opportunities, for instance. 
sense. Um, but in media in particularly, I mean, if you look at it, uh, it really comes down to uh, representing equally all the audiences and particularly for public service media, it's really part of their remit. Um, after all, women represent 51% of the world population and research, um, you know, in the Western media shows that on average women are heard or seen only 30% of the time. So there's still significant work to be done. Um, it's really, like I said, you know, it's about representing properly and equally all audiences and reconnecting with them. But why does it matter, especially for communicators, um, to have that diversity in terms of the media industry and also diversity in terms of communicators ourselves? So, you know, what impact does it make on the audiences that we want to engage with? Sure, but there's that, you know, we the, in the report, first of all, you know, we look at it from an organizational standpoint, and then later on, we will be looking um, and producing similar work concerning uh, on-screen representations. Um, so from an organizational standpoint, I see a strong parallel with the world of communications, because first of all, it's about really contributing to the social transformation. We all have a responsibility in that sense. Then there's, you know, another argument, it's also about reaching audiences, you know, and representing them properly, you know, as as organizations, like really making sure that we talk to all of our target audiences and um, harness properly our brand value. And then, you know, thirdly, again, from an organizational standpoint, it's really about having access to all of the available, uh, all of the available talent. Now, in the communications functions and teams, ironically, um, you know, they tend to be more skewed female. So here the challenge is actually opposite. It's about ensuring to have balanced teams with men and women, um, and ideally with diverse profiles and experiences. Um, but there are some box sticking tactics that many organizations adopt. And then there are strategies that are really having impact. And here there's just three examples, for instance, that we can see um, having, you know, being relevant for communicators. So first of all, as communicators, we can have impact in terms of the company culture. And so as strategic advisors to the C-level, we can educate the C-suite about the value and the uh, importance of gender equality. And we can deploy internal communication strategies that can truly affect the DNA of organizations, having gender as an intrinsic fiber of these activities. Uh, we can move the dial a great deal. Then a second, um, uh, a second lever to be, you know, taken into consideration is the attention to language. It really is an imperative. Um, language shapes reality, and as communicators, we need to be mindful, aware, and purposeful. Um, so having gender-sensitive communications that really, um, you know, encompasses uh, these values. Um, and then whether it is adopting a gender-neutral language or a systematic feminizations of jobs and functions. This really depends upon also which languages we're talking about, as it does not pan out in the same way as in English. So it demands a proper reflection and analysis from a local perspective or an international one if you're communicating in several markets. And then specific policies. And then finally, um, having a gender equality public speaking policy, you know, which spokesperson we select to represent the organization. Uh, this can have tremendous impact inside and outside the organizations. Can we put forward a diverse array of in-house experts or are we cultivated women, you know, experts in-house? Who do we send to speak to on panels at industry events? You know, do we formally and systematically commit to uh, 
not um, going to all male panels, for instance. And how do we contribute in that sense to shaping a gender equal industry, which is beyond uh, our organizations? Um, all of these are, um, you know, strategies that really can uh, can make a huge difference. Now, the the issue of gender has come up a number of times in, in the media um, recently. You know, there's I'm thinking now of, of obviously uh, issues in terms of pay. Um, this came up recently with the BBC, but also as well, other uh, broadcasters like Bloomberg have actually offered to give uh, women uh, training in terms of um, being able to to come uh, onto broadcasters and speak. Um, what what can how can communicators work with the media? What can we learn from them when it comes to addressing this issue of balance, getting the balance right? Um, through broadcasters and through the wider media? Well, and, you know, as I said, it really starts with having a, um, a, a clear policy in-house, of having, you know, first doing the homework ourselves, you know, within our organizations, and then how does that, you know, translate into the way we communicate out and what we portray and who do we select as spokespersons and how do we contribute to the development of lists of women experts in specific fields, for instance. So in, in our report, you know, we all call cover these and many other organizational aspects which are focusing at the same time on policy and on culture. Uh, because you need both, you know, you need to have specific policies, you need to have, you know, rules that are clear, you need to have goals that are well spelled out and clear to everybody. But then you also need to nurture a culture, you know, around that. And that's a much more long term type of programs that really need to be um, pursued and and uh, and uh, sustained by, by leadership. Um, so, uh, you know, this policy and culture aspect they range from recruitment and promotion, from work-life balance and work flexibility, um, engagement in women to build, inclusive, to build inclusive cultures, and also, as you mentioned, fixing the gender pay gap, because that's um, clearly still a very big problem. In Europe alone, uh, we know that the gender pay gap is still at 18% uh, in media, um, with peaks you know, in some countries at 28%, and in some of the best countries, it's down to 3%. So there's still work to be done. Um, so I really invite all of the uh, listeners and IBC members to uh, download the report. It is available for free uh, to all. It can be downloaded from the EBU website site and it does have a lot of actionable tips and, uh, and a real roadmap on how to implement all this. Brilliant. Thank you, Claudia, for, for these insights. Before we go, I actually want to ask one more thing because I know we discussed briefly some of the work that, um, that was done in the Gulf when it comes to the issue of advertising um, because it's not just simply about media communications but it's also about the marketing and brand piece. How do you see um, the media communicators playing a role in terms of shaping um, the ad piece so we actually have fairer representation of, of what we see in advertising? This is an excellent question, and uh, you know the advertising industry in itself is uh, is a whole stream, and I know it's also struggling and dealing with this, um, maybe at a little bit of a slower pace compared to some of the other you know media uh, media streams. But um, one of the 
key recurrent uh, things that we keep on seeing is that unfortunately the creative, you know, creative departments are still incredibly male. You know, only three percent of creative directors are female, um, and so clearly that has a huge impact into what we end up seeing, into the creative concept, and into the way stereotypes can be still conveyed, um, even if it's still you know 2020, and we're still going to be we're still going to be seeing some things that are incredibly biased and stereotyped. So. Um, as I said, it comes down to the organization. It comes down to like, how do we want to be shaped and how, you know, who do we have, what talent, um, what diversity of talent and how balanced it is from a gender standpoint, um, do we really want to draw upon? Um, and all that has clearly a direct impact on the output and what we see. Well, I know this is a debate which is not going to go away. We're going to be discussing this, unfortunately, um, in the years to come, hopefully not too for not too many years to come, because we do need gender equality, especially in the media and also in the communication sector. So, Claudia, I wanted to thank you for being on the, the podcast and also as well the work that you are doing in this sector. Thank you kindly. It's my pleasure. And uh, it's been really a pleasure talking to you, Alex. Wonderful. And you can find the link to the report in the text below, uh, below the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. We're going to be having another podcast very soon, so do stay tuned. Till then, take care. <laughs>